Good morning, everybody. I'm Troy, and I'm an addict. Hey, Troy, Troy. Welcome to this morning's motivational. After two days off, I'm itchy as fuck. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, I get a lot out of these myself. I don't know if you guys have figured that out yet or not, but I do these for me. Y'all just get to listen. Um, so this this weekend, I had, a, I had an occasion where I was gifted a motivational speech by accident. Um, or on purpose, however you choose to look at it. I was in my backyard and I was working on, uh, I was, I was working, you know, I've talked to you guys. I live on a mountaintop. I'm clearing my backyard. I found that, uh, the geographical position of my backyard is actually old Susquehannock Indian reservation. And I found, uh, y'all understand the concentric circles of a tribal land or a tribal land. When they set it up, the, the towns, they did concentric circles. The center circle was the fire pit. The first circle was what they called the market, which is where you ate and got your tanned goods and such. The next one is the community circle. And the third one is the residential circle. Or the fourth one is the residential circle. Well, the fire pit is dead center of the back of my property. So when I stand out there and I'm standing on rocks that are the size of Volkswagens that were moved there, the reality of how many generations stood on that rock hits me sometimes. So I found it super important to clean it up. So my wife started cleaning it up year, you know, about a year and a half ago, pulling down small trees and getting rid of ivy and such and so on and so forth. Well, we're down, we're down filtered to pretty much nothing but big trees now. And I was walking back there and I was pulling ivy and it hit me as I yanked on some ivy and all of a sudden all of it fell and landed on me, and I was covered in it. And I realized, man, I cut the root from this ivy months ago. It took this long for it to fall. <laughs> there it was. So we're trees, and we're out there in the forest. And we're standing tall and proud, and we're helping keep other trees up. But our addiction is ivy. It's quiet, fragile sneaky and it wraps around our trunks and then it grows up into our branches and it takes over the canopy all these leaves you see if this tree got filled with ivy these all these leaves would die it would still look like a full tree it would still have leaves all over it but those leaves would be coming from the ivy so as our addiction sneaks in climbs up our tree it takes over for everything that we've got and it starts showing itself a lot. And then we decide to cut off our drug use or our drinking. We stop. So we cut that root. But all that ivy is already grown into those branches. It's already tangled up in those branches. And if you pull it, it's strong. It's tied in there strong. Even after the root's been cut, that addiction has already worked itself into the bearing of the tree, even though the root's cut. It takes some work to get all that shit to fall out of that tree. You got to get under it, and you got to put every piece of weight you got into it. And you might be a little bit too soon. It might not be dead enough yet to let go. So the, the story I'm telling today, the tree I was pulling on, I'd cut the root of the ivy three months ago. And every time I go down there, I pull on it again. And I realize that that's exactly what this is. We cut the root. The root's cut. 
but we're still full of it. We still got addiction entwined in everything that we do. And unless we're willing to just patiently wait and let some of it die off, it's going to remain prevalent. It's going to remain in your face. Who in this uh, congregation currently has any military experience? Okay. So you guys were taught something very, very particular when you were in boot camp. Find out what the test is. Learn the answers. And go beat that shit up. Succeed. Guess what? That approach don't work in addiction. The tests change. There are no concrete answers. There is no study guide. There's only a workbook where you go in, you do work, and you accomplish one task at a time as needed. You can't go in and be like, and, and unfortunately, I'm going to call some of you military guys out. How many of y'all have had three to five months clean time? Okay. In the three to five months clean time, did you stand there and be like, okay, now I got this. I'm ready to go fight this battle for everyone. And then you realized that you didn't have it. You were fighting a battle for somebody else. You were completely unarmed. You went out there trusting on just the knowledge you had. You had no weaponry, nothing. You were working strictly off of knowledge. But your knowledge didn't match the person you were fighting for. They had a different intellect. They had a different conception of reality. Every action that I do in front of you, I have to trust that your perception of my action is correct. A lot of us walk into recovery trying to perceive everything everyone does as some sneaky, backhanded, sideways bullshit. Because that's where we lived in our active addiction. We lived under the theory of I can get by on you. Not I can conquer my addiction with you. Not I will use you as a weapon to fight my addiction with. We walk through assuming that we're going to be able to conquer it on our own. We don't have the weapons to do that until we start to learn. So here's where the two marry together. The machete that I carry into the woods will cut the roots of every single piece of ivy I come across. Clean, done. I have ended the life of that ivy. But the damage that the ivy has already done to the tree must heal before I can pull all of that out. So if I walked into the rooms and on day three, I started telling my story as deep as I could, I'm going to hold on to some of that addictive personality because it isn't dead yet. It's still alive and well. We use the term character defects in the room. I like to refer to those things not as defects, but as negative habits. Because if I have said I'm sorry for one of my character defects twice, I have just endorsed my bad habit. That's all. I've said I have this bad habit and I recognize it. And I'm willing to tell you that I know about it, but I'm not willing to do anything about it. I'm not willing to make any changes. When you speak to people, speak kindly. When you formulate ideas on where you want to go, share them with somebody else. Because stinking thinking will affect how you put those ideas together. So six months after I've got the roots of my ivy cut, all that ivy that's still there is dead and brittle. 
but it ain't coming down unless I pull on it, is it? The wind's going to blow and move it around, but it's not coming out of the tree until I put the work in and pull it out. And when I do, sometimes it's going to fall on me and cover me. And I got to recognize that I just gave myself all of the dirt that I was carrying. So it's important that we learn the definition of courage because courage is standing under there and pulling on it no matter what the cost. The definition of courage is simple. And any of you guys that have been in military have heard this a hundred times. Courage is not being unafraid in the face of something dangerous. Courage is being scared to death and doing it anyway. And that's what this is. And nobody walked in here going, this is going to be easy. Nobody walked in here going, this is going to be fun. Nobody walked in here saying, I'm going to hit this shit victorious in 21 days. I'm going to be better. and I'm going to walk back out there. You came in here needing help. The most, courage, the most courageous thing you could possibly do was to walk in and say, I cannot do this on my own. Because we're not used to not doing things on our own. When we went out to cop, we copped alone. We might have had somebody with them, but they waited in a car in a parking zone where people could see. What, are we stupid? If we went out to use, we weren't bringing a group of friends with us unless they had their own shit, right? Or unless they had some money. If we were slinging dope, every single interaction we had with somebody was a murder attempt. Think about that. If y'all ever slung dope, if you ever slung scramble, if you ever slung Fenny, you were inches away from being a murderer, weren't you? If you ever hooked up your buddy, you were an accessory to murder. I don't ever, ever want to live that way. I heard it the other day. I don't want a body on my head. I don't. And if I fail you, if I fail you in being an example of what it's like to go out and live life on life's terms without using drugs or alcohol, if I teach you anything other than that, I'm also an accessory to murder. So what I choose today is to arm each one of you with your own machete. Cut the ivy at the root. We did that. We stopped using drugs and alcohol. The ivy's been cut. But guess what? You might have to wait for some of it to die before you can get it out of your tree. And sometimes that requires some pain. Sometimes it requires some confusion. Sometimes it requires practicing patience when we're just not used to that. Only thing I was ever patient for when I was using was the dope man. I was impatient if he didn't answer the phone fast enough. I was impatient if he didn't come back fast enough. But he never knew that. I sat there quietly smiling and humble. Thank you for taking time out of your precious day to bring me that dope. But as I get more and more into recovery, I realize that it's all about patience. It's all about understanding my next step and understanding that it's not on my timeline. There's a hundred different animals out there in the world, and each one of them lives on a different timeline. And if you don't believe that's true... A fly lasts for three days, right? Lifespan of a fly is three days. But guess what? That's his entire lifespan. When you were in fifth grade and you were 11 years old, 
one year of your life was an 11th, almost a 10th of your life. So it feels like a lot longer. Y'all remember getting on the school bus in the morning and being like, there's 300, you know, 364 hours left in the school year or whatever. We were counting it down and it took a while. Who has seen in their own neighborhood the school buses start and stop throughout the entire school year? And it felt like that. It felt like that. Wintertime comes around and snow days start to happen. And it feels like it, it feels like we just had a snow day to me because a year is a 54th of my life now. So the more clean time you stack, the lower the percentage one year is of your life. So I'm creeping up on 20 years. This December 5th will make 20 years of clean time for me. And I'm real proud of that. But guess what? They're little tiny chunks for me at this point. Guys like you that are rocking this game at 18 years old, that's a night, almost a 19th of your entire life was one year. So one day is a notable amount of time for you. So conquering 1,440 moments is a victory because you still know what a moment feels like. You forgot what a moment feels like. You can probably live a day at a time. You probably can, and you probably be fine because it started to digress. It started to become a smaller chunk of, of your life. My dad told me at the age of 84 that Christmases click by like seconds for him. He said he doesn't even remember the time between Christmases anymore. It just runs together. Okay. There we go. Let's all clap for Ricky. <laughs> that man struggles. That man struggles each day to get here for you guys. And this is a wonderful example. He takes the bus just so he can get here to feed y'all because he loves this program. We do. We love Ricky. He's good people. Um, so anyway, in your time in the military, if you have that time, and you know what? I'm going to back it down. Boy Scouts, you know, whatever. Even if your children were in Girl Scouts and you saw the structure, in that beginning, they teach you to go out and fight with what you know and prepare yourself to fight with what you know. Unfortunately, guys, you need to back down on that mentality a little bit. And you need to recognize, go out there and learn what you need to know. Don't fight yet. You're not ready. Don't start pulling on the ivy yet. You're just going to wear yourself out. But when you feel that ivy start to give a little bit, you feel it start to break away from the trees, pull with everything you got. Pull with everything you got, every ounce of energy you have, and get it out of the tree. We talk about emptying your truck. We talk about cleaning your closet. We talk about getting rid of all the weeds when we build a patio. All of those things are important. But most importantly, it's okay to recognize the damage that your addiction gave you. It's okay to be grateful for that damage. It's okay to be thankful that you experienced those things. Anybody here experience anything terrifying in their life? Guess what? Be thankful for that because you put calluses on your soul by experiencing it and getting through it. When you go out and you help, you help your granddad work on the shed that he bought from Home Depot that there's no instructions for, just a bag of hardware. By the end, you got blisters and calluses, don't you? 
your hands are calloused and blistered. You got scrapes and cuts on your legs from where you were bumping into stuff that you weren't used to doing. But then three weeks later, your neighbor calls you and says, hey, I bought this shed from Home Depot and I need help putting it together. You're like, I got this. Come on. And you're leading the charge. By the time you've put five sheds together, you don't even need the hardware bag anymore. You can put the whole hardware bag in your pocket. You know what screw fits what hole every time you go for it. So as you start to build shed after shed after shed, as you start to cut roots, not only in your own tree, but roots around you and other people's roots, as you start to help them, you recognize how much death you got to see in the ivy before you start pulling on it so you don't waste your time. Me coming in and telling somebody with three days clean to sit down and let's work through all their trauma is me putting an unnecessary pressure on them. That's not going to work. But me standing there and saying, hey, when your leaves start to die, let me know and I'll help you pull. That's how I help you. That's how you help each other. When you're sitting in here with 150 days, 200 days clean time, you don't realize that people are already looking up to you. They're already admiring what you did. They're already wanting to be like you. So don't require good behavior. Inspire good behavior. Be the one that people go, man, I want to be just like that guy. I don't want anybody to ever want to be me. But I do want you to carry the message that I've given you out there. I want that to be something that you take with you when you leave. I want you to be ready to stand in front of a group of people and tell your story without pausing, without hesitating, and without showing fear. But I can't expect you to do that today. I can only inspire you to do that myself today and hope that you take some of it with you when you go. So that brings me to my favorite part of the week. And man, I'm telling you, when I say after two days I get itchy, I'm not going to lie. I do this at home by myself in the mirror. I look in the mirror and I say, for everything, first of all, for the new guys, it's be grateful, be kind, be love where there is none. I am crushing this shit. This is one of my favorites. I love to disturb the hotel in the morning. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> so I will repeat what I said to myself in the mirror this morning. For everything that was given to me and everything that was taken away and everything I so freely gave away. I will be grateful for every interaction I have with another living creature on this plane of existence, no matter how pissed I am at the moment. I will be kind. And when I walk into that room that feels like I've been sorely missed for two days, I will be loved where there is none. Who's happy they're clean today? Who's going to celebrate 1,440 seconds right now? Who's taking this thing seriously today? I am. Who's going to laugh at themselves today? I am. Who's going to let themselves cry when they have to? I am. Who's going to let themselves yell when they have to? I am. What are y'all doing here? I'm sorry, that was weak. What are y'all doing here? And this one's for everybody in the hotel. What are we doing here? Crushing this shit. I'm Troy. I'm an addict. Thanks for letting me share.